1: Move over, Megan the Stallion. Adam the Stallion is the new cowboy in town, riding in on himself. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And
0: I'm Madison Malone Kircher. You're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture. And this is our first apology video. This is the notes app. This is us staring straight at the camera. We're listening. We're learning.
2: We're growing. What we've learned is that you hate the sound of us drinking water. And honestly, I would like to say
0: I did not <laughs> Do suggest not throw me under the bus I'm this sorry,
2: early. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I simply must. I did not suggest this stunt. Madison, what would you like to say to our listeners?
0: I'm sorry. I will be better. I will do better. This is all a lie because as with all YouTuber apologies, <laughs> we'll be back at it with some new bullshit in 3 to 6 months. <laughs> the
2: bullshit will not be drinking water on camera. This is non ASMR podcast, but what it is is a reality television podcast because I me. have news for all of you and it is that Chrishell from Selling Sunset, Netflix's best reality television show besides of course Love is Blind, is now dating Jason Oppenheim of the Oppenheim Group. Madison, how do you feel? Is that one of the Property Brothers? Fuck you for saying that. <laughs> I'm filing a labor grievance. <laughs> for the uninformed, Madison, Selling Sunset is a show about selling Los Angeles real estate. Sunset Boulevard. It's fairly self-explanatory.
0: And yet you're explaining it to me.
2: And yet I am. And Selling Sunset follows the Oppenheim Group, which is run by Jason and Brett Oppenheim, two very short twins who are bald. The
0: property, bro, they have hair. Fuck, that doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't. There's there's three of them. For
2: some reason, our producer, Daniel Schrader, thinks that they're hot. I would like to say on Mike that that is not true. We'll see if that gets cut out. (laughs) One of the primary drivers of action on the show is Chriselle who was married to this is us star Justin Hartley who left her in a very callous way. This was the primary driver of season three drama.
0: Guys 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 <laughs> what is it? I just got a Google alert from TMZ. Yes. About what I... Justin Hartley files for divorce? No. What? No fucking way.
1: You guys it's all over the internet right now. No
0: way. No way. <laughs> sorry did you say something
2: (sighs) this is a big deal because this week Chrishell revealed in the same way that Jennifer Lopez revealed that she is dating Ben Affleck that Chrishell herself is dating Jason Oppenheim of the Oppenheim group if you're not freaking out I don't know what to do about it it's truly incredible it's 100% a PR stunt Fabulous work on everyone's part. I have never been so proud of someone using an Instagram carousel. Sorry, I'm awake. You know what? Just because you can't appreciate American culture or real estate does not mean that no one else can.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For uh, those of you who are like me and perhaps are not um, sold on Sunset, we do have some other fun things in store for you on the show today. Uh, First up, we've got a great conversation with one of our listeners who like us, fell deep, possibly deeper than us, into the rabbit hole that is the BYU Virginity Club Instagram account. She's an ex-Mormon who's going to walk us through all the reasons why us, never mows. she'll explain, uh, might have missed a few clues as to why the account is bogus.
2: After that, we're back with some high-speed downloads. The rapper DaBaby is being da-stupid and da-homophobic. And he simply <laughs> won't back down. And then Adam Driver is a horse? Can we break that all down in 60 seconds?
0: Stay tuned to find out. So a few days after our BYU Virginity Club episode, we got an email from a listener with the subject line, further BYU virgin speculation, which I was intrigued. Oh, that was an immediate open. <laughs> uh, so naturally we had to call up the listener. Her name is Danny, and uh, just hear all of her, her further speculations.
3: So I was raised Mormon. I am no longer a Mormon. So I haven't been for like probably like six years, I think. Um, But I grew up like probably to my early 20s. I was Mormon. Yeah.
2: When did BYU version the account kind of come across your radar for the first time?
3: Probably a few weeks ago. And it was just like, I think it was the poop hole loophole thing, which I initially uh, noticed mostly because, like, there are things that people say about Mormons and how they try to get around, like, sex stuff. In your email to us,
0: you, you walked through a couple of key reasons you are convinced that the BYU virginity account is not, in fact run by a Mormon, the first of which is that the account only quotes and mentions the Bible.
3: Yeah, so, like, Mormons believe in the Bible. I keep saying Mormons because I grew up saying Mormons and they flip back and forth about that kind of thing. But yeah, Mormons believe in the Bible, but they also have, like, the Book of Mormon, which is, like, the new thing that Joseph Smith found and translated. And then they also have a living prophet to, like give prophecy and, like, give us guidance for our day. And they also have, like, not only the Book of Mormon, but there's also, like, the Doctrine and Covenants, which, like, is the—Joseph Smith wrote it when he's, like, writing doc new Doctrine. Uh, so they have, like, all of these other books, and basically there's, like, so much to pull from that someone who is Mormon or grew up Mormon wouldn't really— Like, just use the Bible. And like, if I was going to look up quotes to do, I would like go to the LDS website and look at the gospel principles manual where they would give me scriptures from each of the different scriptures and also stuff from, you know, prophets and also things from the For Strength of Youth pamphlet which was just, like, a list of rules they gave to teens to, you know, keep them on the straight and narrow. So, like, that definitely talks about chastity and, like, how to keep yourself pure, I guess. So, like, Mormon culture is so insular that, like, they love, they love, like, callbacks. Like, they love talking about stuff that, like, only concerns them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's your email
0: definitely Echoed a lot of feedback we heard from from former Mormons and people who were raised in the church about red flags. Another one you pointed out and that other people have pointed out is the, the way the account talks about alcohol.
3: Yeah. Another whole thing about it is they're like there's so much stigma around it. And the reason you go to BYU, even if they're speaking to people outside of BYU, is like that insular quality where you just feel the same as everyone else. You know, I grew up in Texas. I did end up going to BYU for a little while. Um, But the whole thing about that is like you go to BYU and there's no drinking anywhere. It's, It's just like not a thing. Like the alcohol, since I moved away from Utah, the alcohol percentage in beer might be the same as everywhere else now but when I was there it was like half as much as everywhere else <laughs> like the beer that you would buy and then the only place you can get liquor is in the state liquor store it's just like not a thing like you yeah it says I think there's one that says like lay off the booze and it's just like no one is drinking there the like BYU kids pride themselves on like being able to have fun without alcohol which just like turns into like weird scavenger hunts and stuff but oh. like it's like you know yeah I mean, exactly <laughs> part what you're doesn't thinking. sound so yeah. bad No, no, like, the thing, they're cute and fun. Like, I don't, you know, (laughs) I grew up Mormon. There are plenty of them that I love, but they do have this weird thing about, like, just, like, they can do it without it, and...
2: So something you mentioned in your email, which is another bit of feedback we got, is the way that the account uses the term born-again virgin and how that just was um, one of the immediate red flags. Could you talk a little bit more about why that hit you?
3: Yeah, so, I mean... Latter-day Saints just don't say born again. Like, it's just, it's just not like not not a concept for Mm. them. Yeah. I mean, like, it is a concept. They know about it and they think of like born again Christians as like a different kind of Christian. And like there is, like, you don't want to say it, but there is a little animosity because like born again Christians are like, oh, Mormons aren't Christian and Mormons all the time have to say no we are Christian we believe in Jesus like we're Christians and then so like it's just not a term that's in the lexicon is that the Mm -hmm. word yeah Yeah, it's just like not a term that's in that lexicon to be a born again virgin and also I feel like that a lot of religions have these like speakers that come and say this my life was so bad. I was a drug addict. I was this I was like in sex work. I was like doing pornography and then I found Jesus and like, I've been born again and I'm a new person like Latter day saints don't like to talk about their past escapades in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just something where once you come and you've like prayed and you've taken on the atonement and all your sins have been washed away, then like Jesus took care of the atonement. So like, there's no reason for you to think about those past sins except for for you secretly to think about them so you won't do them again. But like, there isn't this. There isn't that same kind of like talking about past exploits. Like, I kind of even think that if you like had had sex before and then had repented of it with like your leader or whatever, if your like future spouse uh, asked you about it, or maybe like some people would tell them, but some people might even be like, well, I was forgiven for that, so I don't really have to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like this concept is just not something that people really talk about like that if that mm-hmm. makes sense
0: having attended byu then because a thing that struck me funny when we talked to byu virginity club was him saying i'm not out to my friends as a virgin like i'm i'm embarrassed to tell them
2: also i haven't come out to some of my friends as a virgin yet so uh, kind of holding off on that
3: that's not oh, a yeah. thing right No, that's not a thing at all. That was so wild. Yeah, also that I'm like, this is, yeah, that's not a thing at all. Like, basically, the default, because you have to follow the honor code, and you specifically do have to get a religious endorsement, like, every semester, which is you going to, like, you go to your bishop and you... He asks you all these questions where you're like, have you been good? Have you been following the law of chastity? Have you been doing this? Have you been doing that? Oh um, and you answer yes. And you have to get that endorsement to stay at BYU. So basically the default is that everyone is following those rules. So when you're like at BYU in class, there's no reason to come out as anything because like –
0: you're married we or you're a know, virgin. Y-
3: yeah, you're married or you're a virgin. Or, like, if you're not a virgin, then you have, like, you know, repented or whatever and been able to come to you. Or you're, like, lying and feel bad about it. You know, I, not that I would know anything about that, but, <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> yes, Yeah. Um, You know, yeah, it's just, like, it's totally not a thing. It's not a thing.
2: This is simply incredible. I... The specific way you talk about the kind of, like, lexicon of, and the way that this guy is just completely not engaging in it at all.
3: Yeah. It's so
2: fascinating just because, I mean, I was raised somewhat evangelical, and I think that's what a lot of the people who follow this account are probably coming from, is, like, the kind of, like, latent Christianity that just flows through America. And you're like, oh, born again. I recognize these kind of church terms. And then it's like anyone who's actually within that community is like, hold the fuck up. Yeah. Something's fishy here.
0: That would be hold the fudge up, Rachel. Sorry, that's true. That's Sorry. true.
2: I must repent. Uh,
0: <laughs> I know you're. See, this is the expertise we needed. We really, uh, we thought we were gonna catch him when we were like, "Where is BYU? Salt Lake City?" <laughs> yeah, knowing full well it's in Provo, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. BYU Virginity Club sailed right past that one.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, if you need a Mormonism expert, literally talking to like. Uh nevermos is something people say about people who are never Mormon. It's really dumb. I'm sorry you guys. But like <laughs> Nevermos. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like exmo is ex Mormon. Right. Anyway. It's yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, my favorite thing is like explaining weird intricacies of Mormonism to people who do, you know, who are never So if you ever need anything, it's my right. favorite thing to do. We are out in crowds. So yeah, I was like, thank you so <laughs> much for <laughs> enlightening <laughs> us.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show, Danny, and for for reaching out with your your Exmo expertise.
3: <laughs> You're very welcome. I'd be happy to help anytime in the future.
2: <laughs> we will probably call on you again. I learned
0: so much in that conversation.
2: I honestly kind of want another Mormon scandal just so we can have Danny back on the show.
0: I've been a nevermo my whole life and never knew there was a term for it. <laughs>
2: After the break, we'll be back with some high-speed downloads. We should be extra speedy this week
0: because, as you know, we are well hydrated. Please know it's taking all of my self-control not to make a slurping noise right now.
1: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: We are back with some high-speed downloads. In case you're new to the show or maybe you just need a refresher, High-Speed Download is a game Rachel and I play where we get 60 seconds to explain a piece of internet ephemera to each other and to you. Could be a meme, a controversy, a YouTube apology video. Warning, if you don't like listening to people talk really, really fast, perhaps set your podcast playback speed to point eight x speed. Don't do 0.5x speed. We will sound drunk. Unless you want to hear us sound drunk, in which case, perhaps
2: do 0.25x speed and see what that sounds like. I see why am I after dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Slate Plus only thing. <laughs> Subscribe to Slate Plus.
0: <laughs> so, Rachel, what are you tackling first?
2: I am tackling... The recent controversy embroiling none other than the rapper Baby. I'm exhausted already.
0: <laughs> okay. You warmed up? You limber? I'm limber. I'm sprightly. Alrighty. Rachel, you have 60 seconds on the clock. Oh, God. On your mark, get set go. Okay, the baby Rapper, who's
2: perhaps best known for his uh, remix of the Dua Lipa tape Levitating, um, was performing at the Super spreader event Rolling Loud Music Festival in Miami this weekend, which is bad enough, but it gets worse. He does a completely unprompted rant that is extremely homophobic and misogynistic. He asks his fans to shine their cell phone lights if they, quote, didn't show up today with HIV AIDS or any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that'll make you die. He also said, fellas, if you ain't sucked somebody's dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone light up. He also said, if your pussy smell like water, put your cell phone light up. Sir, why are you thinking about people sucking dicks what's going on here perhaps you should think more he was immediately dragged for spreading HIV misinformation which by the way not that sentence completely manageable antiretrovirals antri- undetectable and transmissible you know what kills people HIV stigma dual Lipa is like, you know what? This is the person I recorded with. I stand with my LGBT fans. Elton John gets in on this with a lovely thread about HIV information. As Jonathan Fanness, 10 seconds. The concert on Sunday. The babies dragged to high heavens. He then apologized to the crazy Instagram live where he says the media his words. And he's like, you know what? My gay fans don't got fucking AIDS. They don't got AIDS. And I was like, sir, that's not the apology you think it is.
0: That was a lot. It was. I feel like there's more to the story yet to come. <sighs> The thing is, I actually got through
2: most of it. I would just like to say that both of these apologies are incredibly bad. Both that he was like, oh, the reason people are upset is because I suggested my fans have HIV rather than the suggestion that HIV is a death sentence and dirty. I just want to double down on the fact that HIV is not a death sentence. Stigma kills. Antiretrovirals are incredible. And then in his second apology, he says... Anybody who done ever been affected by AIDS slash HIV, y'all got the right to be upset. And then follows up with, and for any brands, networks, or artists elect to profit <laughs> off of Black rapper's influence on the culture without understanding it or having the patience to deal with what comes with the position we play in our culture. Keep your money next time. What does that mean? Unclear. Are
0: the brands and networks and artists reacting?
2: Yeah, brands have dropped him. Boohoo Men has dropped him. Um, everyone I didn't know they had a men's line. They do have a men's line. Everyone is just fully kind of um, standing back and saying, you know what? I'm not going to be involved with this. Unfortunately, the final turn of this is that Chris Brown puts out a statement that makes sense. Oh, no. I know. I know. He says, shut the fuck up. Do your shows. Thank everybody. Get off the stage. And I think when Chris Brown starts making sense, we all need to take a step back. And perhaps not. That's my final statement. Also, the baby put out a music video recently that mentioned AIDS. So, like, I really don't know what's going on with him. Cancelled. That's really it. That's really the end. Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm cutting you off either way. <laughs> Much like the baby should be. All right. Well,
2: I'm out of breath. Kind of have a little bit of a headache from yelling. What have you got for me, Madison? <laughs> Adam Driver is a horse. Oh my god. I don't even know what that means. But Uh-oh. soon you will. Soon I will. I don't. I think I kind of prefer my current state. But you know what? That's not the point of this show. No. Madison, are you ready? I'm ready to
0: trot, to canter, to do whatever that little horsey dance they do in the oh Olympics. Oh my god, is. that's
2: so fun! Yes. Dressage. Yeah.
0: That's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Wow. My whole uh, my
2: whole life, I thought it was dressage. Anyway, well, I'm learning things. Gonna learn some more things. Madison, you
0: have sixty seconds on the clock. Three, two, one. Go. Okay, Adam Driver, maybe you know him as like the boyfriend from Girls or the m- moody guy who's shirtless in Star Wars. Or you know him from Marriage Story where he's like, I wake up every day, we I wish that you were dead! Or from that play on Broadway, which I think was mostly just an exercise in showing how large he is by having him stand next to Carrie Russell for two hours. Anyway, he's a large, large, six-foot-two, ex-military man. He notoriously hates to listen to the sound of his own voice, like, just go ask NPR. Um, I don't know what to tell you, but he is a horse now. He was always kind of a horse, but, like, now he's actually an immense quadruped. Here's the deal. He's the new face and, frankly, body. We're not in it for the face. Of a Burberry <laughs> fragrance called Hero. The ad in question starts off with a shirtless driver riding a horse down the beach. Pretty standard cologne ad shit. But then, then he and the horse start swimming around together and they're all like intertwined and woo-woo-woo and move over Daniel Radcliffe and Equus. Yeah, that's the play where Harry Potter fucks a horse. Uh, Driver becomes one with the horse at this point. O'clock. He becomes the horse. Technically, I think he's a centaur because he still has a human upper body. The end of the ad is just like this misty shadow of Adam Driver's centaur. Anyway, me, the internet, we're feeling some kind of weird shit. Heterosexuality done. made some hearts. Bestiality no, made some... No, no, you're done. You're done. You're, it's <laughs> over. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> this thing has some real Zoolander mad energy. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm
2: still thinking about the fact that you said bestiality made some... Do you have... Okay, you have one more sentence left to fucking traumatize me. <laughs> Let's let Adam take it. Oh, God. Burberry Hero. The new fragrance for men. I don't
0: know. I I think
2: I understand why he hates his voice. I kind of do, too.
0: And on that note, Rachel's going to ride Adam Driver back to the stables, and that's the show. I will be doing no such thing. Giddy up.
2: (laughs) All right, that's the show. We will be back in your feeds on Wednesday, so definitely subscribe for the premium horse content. Nay! You'll never miss a Madison Nay. Please leave a rating and review on an Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is where you get our premium tweets and also where you can DM us your questions like what's going on with my TikTok algorithm or please stop making slurping sounds on the mic. You can also always drop us a note at icymi@slate.com.
0: Who knows? We might have you on the show. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader, our supervising producer is Derek John, Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank are our editors, and Gabe Roth is editorial director of audio. See you online. Or in the barn.
2: Get ready. Set. Go. Now.
0: What the fuck kind of countdown is that?
1: (laughs) This is the story of the wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently